Hi, I'm Mary, and welcome to From the Heart. Orlando is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. So on each show, Joshua Vickery and myself are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Orlando benefit from an even greater arts presence? So we'll be meeting our guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference from the heart. And from the heart, I tell you, we're going to have to miss Joshua today. He's out saving the world through art. That's what I say when he's not here. Um, but I am not alone. I'm very excited that we're bringing a, a show that's close to my heart because it's with one of my dearest friends from a very long time ago and one of her dearest friends and, and partner in crime. And we're going to be talking about puppets today on our show. So uh, first I'm going to introduce to you Jamie Donmoyer. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes, that is correct. Jamie Donmoyer, a pleasure to meet you. And you're partnering with one of my dearest friends on the planet. And so I'm so excited that I'm meeting you. And Leslie Carrera, you're out there, right? Yes, I'm right here in New York. In New York, York. yes. But, but you're calling in. <laughs> in I'm Queens. so, so cl- You're in Queens. All right. Well, that's yes. suiting for you, my royal friend. Um, tell you what, why don't you do the honors of introducing my guests since you two are partners. I love that you're partners with one of my best friends. So I would like to hear your wonderful um, introduction to Miss Jamie Don Moyer. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, well, Jamie Donmore is the producer, producing director at Michelin Puppets, which is an incredible nonprofit organization that is walking its talk and using arts to um, to promote humanity and also raise um, the level of consciousness and diversity. She um, is working on incredible reading program that she's going to share with you about, but I also know Jamie. Um, we met, I think, almost 15, 16 years ago on Johnny and the Sprites, because Jamie is a brilliant puppeteer, and mm. she's not just a puppeteer, but she's also a writer and a director and a visionary, and we, um, she crashed on the couch, you know, while we were working together, and we realized that we made each other laugh, and we had similar goals in life, and she—I call Jamie my enabler, mostly because um, we help each other with our ideas. And now she is my um, writing partner. We created a show called Lolly's Radio Playdate, which is a um, radio show style podcast, mm-hmm. but it's an intergenerational podcast that all three characters um, that lead the cast are. Women, you know, I say intergenerational because it's Lolly, my character, who's five, me, who's, <clears throat> and then Granny Dot, who's 95. Uh-huh. Um, so but, tell people, now, tell um, our listeners how they can listen to this podcast. Um, oh, there's several. I think we're on Spotify. We have a Lolly's Radio Playdate.com. Um, we are also working on a newsletter that we send out to people so they can download the podcast. And there'll be a word search with it. Or if there's a craft that month, Jamie does like a cool craft idea. And so we, we're going to have a newsletter. I think we have to figure out how to get that out to people so they can do that. All right. So between now and the end of the show, I want you to be able to give us information on how people can get on the list to be a part of your newsletter once you have that formulated and up and running. All right. So I'll remember. The other thing I can say about about Jamie Mayor, is that we did a school tour um, called the Oz and You, and that's something that we're developing, and we're still 
still developing it, but also using the arts to help kids the Oz um, navigate and you? life creatively. Yeah, the Oz in you. The so Oz in you. Oh, the Oz in you. I thought it was ah, like ah. ah. Okay, so we can, the yeah, Oz in you. Got it. More tours of that mm. and things like that. So. All right. Well, and that's, I mean, she's multifaceted entertainer, performer, writer. And I don't know. All right. Well, we're talking Even, all thing puppets today, so that certainly is you. Uh, and would you like to do the honors of introducing Leslie to our listeners? Of course. I mean, Leslie Carrara Rudolph is well known in the Muppet circles for having performed with on Muppets Tonight, which was um, an extension of the Muppet Show in the early '90s. And um, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And currently, she is the performer of Abby Kadabi on Sesame Street, um, which is just an extension of, of one of the things that she does that people know her for. But right. she has a famous character named Lolly, Lard Pop, which mm-hmm. is her I signature character. <laughs> Everybody loves Lolly. Everybody loves Leslie. Leslie is a bundle of energy that just bursts into any room and makes everything as possibly funny, as creative as it could be. Well, I met Leslie back in the 90s at Pleasure Island, where she worked at the Adventurous Club, which later I did, but I was Comedy Warehouse the whole time. But we became fast friends as well, um, kindred spirit. So we would have fun things. We'd have <laughs> angel We're nights and sisters. fairy <laughs> nights and, yes, fun, fun, creative, crafty things. And um, she and my husband are also very good friends. So, Leslie, it's so nice to hear your voice. And and know that you're continuing to spread joy and to make children feel empowered and entertained. Thank you, sister friends. I feel like I'm on the phone with family. I know that sounds mushy, but I think that we get we get gifts in life and we get to meet people that we realize that are part of an extension of our hearts, and that's awesome. And I love that, it, that those things, the common denominator, is the arts. Mm-hmm. Well, that, yeah. that's why we do this show, Joshua and I. It's just that there's everything you can tie some kind of art to or back to or enhance it with. And the arts just seem to be the higher expression of what's, what the meaning of certain things are um, and the meaning we bring to it. They're great com- it's a great communication piece. Mm-hmm. I mean, when people talk about STEM, right, they talk about science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, um, or STEM, and they change it to steam it's the arts that are the communication piece of all of those you know how you get it out to people how people understand it Mm -hmm. you know just graphic arts and and you know visual arts are easy for people to understand Mm -hmm. and then you know when they hear things like music it touches their hearts it's such an important piece and to start out young to start them young as you are like with children the work you do with children so that everyone can feel that yes i too am an artist yes i can draw and no not everyone's going to draw like uh, my husband, Jason Hunt, who's one of the best drawers I know. Um, but but it doesn't matter. It's the experience of drawing. It's the experience of creating and communicating what you communicate through your drawing. Absolutely. Opening up your imagination. I work with a lot of kids. And what I've talked to teachers about is a lot of them are saying they don't know how to use their imagination. And we're talking about kindergartners through fifth grade. Serious. And because they don't have a practice in the arts. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happens, it really kind of opens up their minds mm-hmm. Um, I was actually just doing something yesterday at a local school and the kids were having so much trouble coming up with words uh, to describe something they had just seen. Mm. And so we were just doing pantomime. And finally, after doing the pantomime 
and they put it in their bodies, they were able to find words to connect to the things that they were doing in pantomime. It's it's fascinating wow. the way that it can just suddenly turn like that. Yeah, yeah, no boundaries there. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness. So um, what I love the fact that you both work with children because children's where it starts. It, you know, if they have permission then to create and to not be judgmental in a way that stops them, then that can empower them in other things they do in life. So talk about what it's like working with children that are open to learning, and maybe it's the one place where they feel free. Absolutely. Um, with the arts and going in, and especially with puppetry, which is you know one of the main vehicles that we use, mm-hmm. puppetry, the characters aren't judgmental, just as children aren't judgmental. The characters don't have all the little muscles and, and things that look funny on a human's face. They're very approachable. Mm-hmm. So children tend to disclose information to them and, and to open up to them in a way that they don't open up to humans. Do you have an example of that? Um, yes, actually. We we have, um, we have tour shows, live shows, that cover a, a number of topics. And um, children tend to come up to the puppets afterwards and they want to talk to the puppets and they want to they tell them things. Um, and one of the boys after one of our shows had seen one of our domestic violence shows and he realized after the puppet told him that domestic violence is not a secret to keep, that he could tell about his sisters who were being abused up in the north. He wow. lived in Florida and they were being abused by the stepfather and he had never said anything. Oh my. Um, and after the show, he, he felt like he could connect to the puppet and report this really dangerous thing that was happening to his sisters and they got help from that. And it's amazing how a show that happens in Florida can impact something that's happening all the way up north. Right. You know, I think they were in Maine or New England, somewhere in New England. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, those are, we, we have many, many, many stories that go along with, with kids disclosing things that they've seen mm-hmm. due to puppetry. Um, it's a safe place. Yes, yes. And when they, when they participate in the arts as well, it really brings out things in them. Um, we've worked, we worked with a domestic violence shelter and we did puppetry shows that the kids created at, um, the domestic violence shelter. And this was the emergency shelter. People come there in emergency situations. Sometimes they run out of the house with no shoes on. They have no possessions with them. Wow. 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 So to be able to make some puppets, suddenly stories started emerging just from fractured fairy tales. Um, we learned that one of the girls had seen her father shot to death in the driveway because he was their domestic abuser. And he was killed by police, and she hadn't talked about it. She hadn't opened up about it, and she brought it out in the puppet show. So, it's it gets very intense sometimes, and then sometimes kids just want to tell the puppets just that they love them, that they're excited to see them, that they they bring out joy for them. So it's it, yeah. it's it's very varied. It's ever- humbling because you feel like, I mean, just to to add on to what Jamie's saying, it, it's a humbling experience. I mean, we do, you know. Jamie, that's why the work that Jamie does with Michelle and just in everyday life is so empowering. I volunteer at the School for the Arts in um, as Art House Astoria, which makes arts available to kids. Like in New York, everybody's like, oh, there's an art school and all that stuff. And they go to, these are, these are like affordable classes and scholarships and kids getting able to express themselves. But one of the things that I think about puppets is that what Jamie says, I don't know, it's like a way, there's a connection where they like collaborate, this sounds, you know, you, when you collaborate with your spirit, something happens to them 
spiritually or emotionally that they connect with. We had um, we have a lot of kids on. We do a lot of outreach on Sesame Street, and we're working on all kinds of. We're also doing domestic violence and kids whose parents are incarcerated. We do outreach with the military, dealing with loss. And every time we have do outreach and interaction, and my character, Lily, who is um, homeless and dealt with hunger, we went and took her into a shelter. And the kids just didn't feel alone, and they felt like they, they had they somebody like, safe. But probably the most profound and humbling experience that happened. Hold um, it right there, Leslie. That's a great setup because we have to go to a break. But because you gave that such a good lead in, no one's going to turn the dial. So we're going to be right back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. We'll be right back. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Today I am speaking with Jamie Donmoyer and Leslie Carrara, and we're talking all things puppets, which is uh, very exciting. And I'm learning right now during the break that it, puppets are not just for children. And also we've been talking a little bit about how not they're not just entertaining, but they're used for education and also used for giving children permission to speak their truths. And I'm, it's very they're they're not just for entertainment. They're also to um, help you learn about the child and help them learn about life. Absolutely. Puppets can bring out things in people that you just don't even expect. You know, that sometimes people are, they see a show and they're just weeping at the end of it because it's touched something inside of them. Adults too. Adults too. Mm-hmm. We've, the children we usually are excited. Google. Remember, Jamie? Like we were just talking about doing outside the box and Lolly was talking and like these two women had a like a really profound connection to something Lolly was doing like we were just working and that these women came up like thank you like remember yeah and these are professional professionals at work they worked at Google and Leslie you know in the way that she tells her stories and brings her characters to life you know Lolly and, and Granny Dot become very real yes to these people and it just created this sort of visceral reaction they were just sobbing they were so just they felt so connected. Wow. That's I very magical in a way. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's, I'm glad you segue because I started to, I, I wanted to tell the story that was really humbling and that, you know, a lot of times like Sesame Street is magical. And, you know, whenever we have kids on set, we have several Make-A-Wish visitors and se- several different kids that are, you know, people on the spectrum or all different age groups, they just see that they, they walk on set and they start to cry. Like because they get, they've grown up with that set. That set's right. part of their psyche and they're on Sesame Street. Amazing. And they it helped them in some way get through something. Like they go, it was so great seeing, you know, like First Lady Michelle Obama came on and saw Roscoe and she was more excited to see Roscoe than any of the puppets. She was just <laughs> like, oh my God, Aww. you know, or you were a permission slip or I learned Spanish with you. 
But a while a, a while back, um, someone reached out to my husband Paul about this young man, and I think he's in his twenty one. He was on the spectrum. He's nonverbal. He's in um, in England, and he was having some very he was becoming violent towards himself and others, and he was really really struggling with focus and. They were. He was in a a place where you know they had to help him, and they found the only thing that would bring him calm him down was Abby, kid Abby. Oh, like he wow. loved Abby, and then they realized that they they could use Abby. Like, well, you'll get to see Abby if you do this, and then then he started wearing a pink shirt, and then he wanted to have wings, and he also liked wanted to be a firefighter so he used to wear a fire hat and they had these pink wings and he'd go around and he'd check all the fire things and then finally it was having such a effect on his emotions that the the caregiver reached out to my husband and we did a little video like hi Andrew you know this is Sesame Street and she's I just Abby just took him on a tour of Sesame Street oh my god he and must they, have loved that, that. To him and they said, you have no idea how this young man's reacting. Oh. Like, we, we were losing hope. Is there a chance for Andrew to visit Sesame Street? And we're like, well, you're welcome to come. We can do what we can. So then this institution raised money to get an airfare. Andrew had never been out. Oh, my goodness. Country. Wow. And he was scared to get on a plane. And then Abby's like, you can do this, Andrew. I have wings. I was afraid to fly. It's be okay. <laughs> so then he came across. Then they they brought two caregivers with him because they weren't sure I was going to react. We had a, like a, a room set aside because literally he couldn't focus, you know. Oh, Leslie, this is amazing. He got there and like he was completely calm. He loved Abby. He brought her a pair of wings. Uh, we brought him on set. Uh, he saw all the characters happen to be. We tried to do it on the date. He was completely calm. He was loving. He's nonverbal. But he was able, we we were able to understand some stuff. And he's his like, we've never seen him. You don't understand he can't focus on anything for longer. That we've never seen him this calm and this at peace. Wow. This, wow, that's beautiful. Just, and to know that, like what Jamie says, like you have to leave a, a situation and you feel alone. There's like, or to make a puppet or to not feel alone or to feel safe, to be able to know that you're not alone by telling somebody or something, it's like bringing balance to your spirit. Because if you're only in a state of stress all the time mm-hmm. and there's no joy or no love or, or you're afraid, you know, to bring that balance back, then healing can begin and humanity can begin. So it's really... I, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but puppets were kind of big in my family on my fifth birthday. And I remember this. My mother purchased a stage for my brother. You, you put it together with cardboard that he popped out of the middle and he put on a puppet show because it was for puppet shows. And he had all these little puppets. And he was actually really good. He was only a few years older than me. But he, he entertained the party with a puppet show. And we used to make puppets with um, buttons and socks. My mom was creative like that. But... Like, puppets were kind of big for us, even in my family, but ours were just socks, you know. Well, it's a great way to take it away from 
the pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, some a lot of puppeteers are not that comfortable in front of an audience by themselves. Mm. But when they put a puppet on, it's amazing how they just transform into these other characters. You know, you yeah. can be, you know, 100 plus characters you know, in, in a show right. and never be seen by the audience. Yeah. It's, it's so really there's a, fascinating. Anonymity. Yeah, anonymity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people might recognize Leslie as kind of a creative character person, but they're not going to be, she, she's going to be able to walk down New York streets, no problem. Right. People aren't going to be stopping her and going, you're Abby Cadabby, <laughs> because she's able to hide underneath the frame, you yes, know? Yes, That's neat. I like that. <laughs> you get to hide out. <laughs> well, then you get to just like you know if you have an interaction with someone, it's genuine, or I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. Not not that it's not genuine, but you just kind of get to just like observe, you know, openly. I guess, and then I it helps know. with your art too. <laughs> you know, when you're able to kind of observe when people aren't realizing that you're noticing or realize that they're talking mm-hmm, to you, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's you, but they think they're talking to these other characters. Right, right. So they'll say things and do things, and it helps you to work with them and, and really kind of work out ideas sure. with them as well. We do, um, Leslie was just talking about um, autism. We do a lot of things with uh, kids and teens and adults on the spectrum. We have classes that we do every Monday night, and they're in sessions of six. So... They'll take a familiar story. They just finished up Where the Wild Things Are. Uh And it's teens and adults and their caregivers. Uh So there's this empowerment that happens for the teens and adults who have unique abilities, but it's also for their caregivers because there isn't always an opportunity for them to just not be in charge, them not to be running everything. Uh Or to just play. Yes, exactly. So now they're just getting to um, come to a class and they can build their own puppet. Uh They don't have to assist you know, their their teen or adult, that teen or adult gets the instruction from Tracy who teaches the classes. And it's it's so empowering in such a bigger way than I think we ever expected. Well, talk about that with play and adults. We've mostly a lot of adults listen to this show. Why is play important for us? Well, I think, you know, you get to use your imagination, which you don't often get to do in everyday life. You know, when you get into a track with working or taking care of a house or taking care of children, you have sort of a routine. Mm-hmm. You get into that. And, and when you stop that routine and you start exploring your imagination, you can come up with all sorts of other create, creative ideas and, and concepts mm-hmm. that you never thought were possible. And it can bring so much joy to your life. Joy. You know, you yes. get to spend time inside your own mind mm-hmm. and explore around there. And, and and it really can be very healing for people. Yes. You know, we had a woman who came to our studio. We have a lot of volunteers who come help us create sets and things. And even if they don't have that skill, we teach them, you know, here, paint this planet. And while she was painting the planet, she just started to sob. And she said, I think I was supposed to be doing this. Oh. And she had an entirely different career and, and had been doing something wow. differently. And she's like, I think something about this seems right. Wow. And, you know, it, it can be life changing. Yes. It's it's yeah. very therapeutic. Wow. Being creative. I want to jump just, on what Jamie just said is that she was physically painting something and creating something. And I think we're in a world, a digital world, that 
there's lots of ways that people escape into video games or they escape into making something mm-hmm. through digital stuff. But what I like about puppetry is that it, it still encourages interaction, human interaction and interaction with a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're like a tabletop puppetry, you know, you're working with a person next to you, you're breathing together, you're picking up on each other's things. And I, I, I understand that, oh, yeah, well, we're playing with my friend in another room. But when you're like, you're 100% in the moment and experiencing somebody's, you know, this is why I love live shows. I mean, Jamie and I, we write these bizarre brunches and I have to wait like I go I waited three months or I waited a year to just do this one show we wrote a year ago to do it an hour and ten minutes mm-hmm. you know but for that hour and ten minutes we just did a bizarre brunch and we don't do like make anything political we just think it's all it is is the bizarre brunch people know that they're going to come downstairs and they're going to experience something bizarre together <laughs> And well, having brunch. One is people were just like, "Woo!" And I don't know if it was the bottomless mimosas or what was going on, but it was so fun because people were laughing and playing together. That's that theater moment. Yes. And then they are instantly a part of each other's story. Right. You know? And they weren't separated by, you know, when you're having dinner, sometimes everybody has their phone up. Right. You know, right. when you go to theater, when you go to live um, events like Bizarre Brunch, everybody's looking at the same exact thing. Right. And they're getting different things out of it. Right. They're they're focused in the moment. Enjoying Mm -hmm. one kind of, uh, Leslie always says, we'll always have this moment. They're all enjoying that moment together. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's fascinating that way. I love that. Um, And like also too, what you were saying, Mary, it's like the arts are like, everybody has a personal connection for different reasons, Mm -hmm. you know? One piece of art, like when Jason does a piece of art, I just, I get so emotional, you know, because you can read the expression or you can read the artistry or you can read the scene or you can read the, you're just like, ah, it impacts you in such a spiritual way. Mm -hmm. And you're taking something that's on your inside and you're putting it on the outside and you don't have to carry it anymore. Mm -hmm. And that is like what's so important when you're creating something in the arts whether it's a physical thing or whether it's a, a performance of some sort, you're able to communicate in this way that sometimes those ideas just get stuck. Right. Get stuck in your brain. You don't know how to get them out. And you just start just start drawing, doodling, whatever it is. And the life and it takes on its own life, thing. its yeah. own voice, so to yeah. speak. Uh, speaking of voices, we are going to be back with one more segment in just a few moments. But unfortunately, we have to take a break. Uh, it's not unfortunate for our sponsors. I am Mary Thompson Hunt today, uh, having a wonderful conversation with Jamie Dunmoyer and Leslie Carrara. And we'll be back in just a few moments on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Welcome back. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Today I'm here with Jamie Don Moyer and Leslie Carrara, and we're talking all things puppets. Um, 
But Leslie, if you've ever seen Sesame Street in the last, what, at least decade, right, Les? Uh, yeah, 14 years. 14 years, now. yeah. Um, yeah. Miss Abby Kadabby. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you, Mary. You got, you gave me my training. <laughs> it's true. Oh, Leslie and I kind of grew up together in many ways. So Yeah, le- we did. Leslie, um, for someone out there right now, maybe a parent who thinks, I bet my child would like that, what would be your first suggestion to the mom or dad listening that might want to get their kid a puppet or maybe make one with them? Oh, wow. Well, Jamie can speak to this, too, um, about, like, she was just talking about all the different ways that locally um, that she offers opportunities. Tell us the website again. um, Yeah, so... Um, so uh, there are ways in which parents can either learn how to make puppets and they can show the kids videos about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that with Michelle puppets. They can go to our YouTube channel, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-E puppets. Um, and then also there's some communications that can come right to their inbox. So, uh, Lolly Lard Pop, which is Leslie's signature character mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They follow on Facebook. They'll see how to sign up for the newsletter. Okay. Um, and Lolly sends all sorts of interesting things, which I know Leslie can speak to, um, for parents, for kids, activities, lots of exciting things that can be done just from that. And with Michelle Puppets, we we have a similar thing where we can all, we also send things out where it, there's videos and we really intersect. Um, Leslie and Michelle Puppets intersect in a lot of ways mm. on on what yeah. we do. Leslie's actually been in a lot of our videos that wow. are on our YouTube channel. She's written some songs for us Aww. and uh, can performed. You, can you do one of those songs, like a short version of one? Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, it's so funny because yesterday I was in the guard, in the fairy garden with some kids, with Abby, and Jamie asked me to write this song um, all about the bee. And so I had to research about the bee, and then I just got, like, passionately depressed because if we don't save the bee, like, if the bees die, we die. And so whenever I bring kids into the fairy garden, I go, talk about the bee, you know, and it's about how bees are so important. Um, We did, like, a camp song. I don't know. It's all these things, but that's where we cross-promote things. Like, so on on our news Cross-pollinate, yes. Yes, oh, let's see. but we'll see, like, for example, I'll do a newsletter for, the like, we did January and February. Mm-hmm. So we would put up the podcast that Jamie and I have written for those months that they can go to. And if they click on where the podcast is, there'll be a download for a word search or there'll be a prompt, like Granny Dot will say, go ask a senior these three questions. You know, so... Um, we're still discovering that, or then. And are they doing that? Was, I mean, do they? I think they are. And then in February, they could. Well, here's what just happened. February, um, Jamie did a. We added her video where you can make a pop up um, Valentine's card. But I sent that out, and one of the kids, I showed it to Jamie, one of our recipients started her own newsletter. She started her own newsletter to send out with. That had a paper doll, had arts and everything for that she wanted to share with her friends. Wow! And she used it as a model. She was wow. so excited. She thought, "Oh, yeah, I have things I, I want like, people to know as well." That's so cool. Yeah, you're influencers. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, Leslie does a lot of. She's got a lot of videos on her YouTube channel as well, um, and we have a lot on our Michelle Puppets YouTube channel as well, which uh, they take different. 
ideas. So some of them are issue-based. They teach you about bully prevention. Um, they have things teachers can stream right in the classroom. Wow. We have things on science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. We pull the standards from Florida standards. Teachers can use those, and wow. there are lesson plans that go along with those that they can use in the classroom. And then we also have what we call creative minutes. And creative minutes are literally less than two minutes each. And everybody can watch the video, and they're made out, all the puppets are made out of simple materials. Can you give us an example of what one might be? Absolutely. Well, of course, the most popular one is how to make a sock puppet that you can actually perform. Oh, wow. Because it, there's ways to make sock puppets, but you put your hand in the sock, and you can't get the right you know, movement and things that you want to do. So we kind of showed them how we make our sock puppets. And then we send that out to um, companies and organizations who are looking for volunteering programs. Wow. We have something called Sock Puppets with a Heart. So we send them the video and we say, this is how you make a sock puppet. And if you make a bunch of sock puppets as a a volunteer activity, we can take those sock puppets to children in need. Um, So we have a show show that... um, (laughs) was created for those uh, who came to Florida due to the hurricanes in Puerto Rico. Right. And after the show, each student would get a sock puppet um, after the show. And we, we share those sock puppets in hospitals. We share them in all sorts of places. So if people listening so, want to see some of those sock puppets, are there photos on your website? Yes, we have photos on our website. Tell us the website again. Um, MicheleePuppets.org. That's Never say M-I-C-H-E-L-E-E puppets.org um, and on our website we have our sock puppets with a heart you can see some photos there of course following us on Facebook and Instagram you're going to see lots mm-hmm. and lots of photos and videos Yay. of what we're working on as well so this yeah. is a mission also, for you this is like a life mission absolutely you know did you ever see, think when you were young that puppets would be how you'd be identified <laughs> for me yes yeah. because I started as a puppet kid okay. I I found puppets when I was 11 and I was like this is my artistic expression. This is this is what I was supposed to be doing. And you were supposed to meet Leslie, that's for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You know, yeah, I, I think so. I I think for me, um, uh, I just love characters. You know, I love the power of the stories that live in us. And mm-hmm. um, there's, well, Jamie knows this truth, and you do too, um, Mayor. When I have a because in my past, when I have a, a feeling or a problem, I struggle to make amends with it somehow. And the arts really help me through that. Yeah. You know, if I am really depressed, I write a poem. Or if I'm sad, I, I just need to draw or get something out. And that's like that balance. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like when I'm storytelling, sometimes I'll give the heavy-duty messages to lolly like things that i'm feeling pain about all lolly will find the the, through comedy yeah and and the simplicity of lolly yeah so she does that and also too when i go into schools you know i i when i take lolly she's just a sock so kids go home and they make a puppet if i take a really fancy puppet into the school you know i um they're not they won't go home and make a puppet right there's it's not going to be I as good it. as, but theirs can be. And I think they're just like, oh, that's just a sock. I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so so we kind of like Jamie and I, we design things that are the fun thing to writing a show when we write for Lolly is that we Lolly's five. So we can be really wonky with our design. Our design is 
very flawed. It's just very thrown out there. So there's simple but inspiring. Mm. It's it's something that somebody sees and they go, yeah, I could maybe try that. I could try to do that. And I think Leslie and I are kindred spirits in the fact that we both grew up with learning disabilities. And Mm -hmm. when I was trying to teach myself something because I couldn't learn it in school, I used my puppets. Wow. And my mom was a teacher. She saw that I was doing that. So she sent me into her classroom. Then they sent me the classroom across the street. Wow. And all of a sudden I was teaching all these topics that I had so much trouble understanding initially. And now that's something that we do with Michelin Puppets is we do arts integration and we go into the schools and we're working with a school right now, Aspire Charter Academy. And this is awesome. They um, are kids who is a behavioral school. The kids are on the spectrum. They are have ADHD. They've gone to other schools. There's they've just have a, a number of issues that they're dealing with. Most of them are below the poverty level and many of them can't read. Mm. So we're going into the school. We're using the arts. We're using puppetry, music, dance, mm. visual arts to get out of them that creativity so that they're able to open up their brains to be able to learn and, and do really amazing things. Have any of them come back to you years later to say thank you and tell you of how it's changed? Tracy has a number of stories because she started the company in 1985. Mm-hmm. So it's we're going on almost 30, we're on 34th year right now. Wow. So um, there have been people, we actually partnered with a dance company uh, a couple of years ago, the Center for Contemporary Dance, and the leader of that had seen one of Michelin Puppet's shows when he was in third grade, mm-hmm. and it was a disability awareness show, and he realized that there was a boy who lived down the street who was in a wheelchair, and he hadn't really talked to him because he didn't understand him. And after he saw the show, he went and befriended this boy, and they became lifelong friends. Wow. And then he realized that through his dancing, he could help others who um, had some sort of unique abilities or special needs. Wow. And so he planned his life work after what he saw at a Michelin Puppets show. Wow. So it really, I mean, and he now he's impacting more lives. So it's, there's, we have so many stories like that. When you hear something like that, you know you're on the right path. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know. My degree at San Francisco State, like I went there and, I just knew that, again, because my reading and issues, that I didn't want to be a drama teacher because my reading ability, like, I I was struggling. Um, So I designed my major, Child Development Through the Arts, Mm -hmm. and um, which was great. Like, you get to write your own own story, and I think that's what we realized that when, through puppets, you get to create a story. You know, you get to have an impact. And mm. if you can't control, like a lot of times, too, when you're working with kids at risk or people are dealing with different issues inside, a lot of times, you know, especially if they're hurting themselves or they have eating disorders or things mm-hmm. like that, a lot of this is about control and feeling that you just want control over something. And we have a, in a lot in our uh, Oz and You, Jamie goes, ask kids, how many, how many people have, ever felt like they're out of, they don't have control. And it's breathtaking when you see the arms go up and you're like, well, I know that I may not be able to control the story that I'm in, but I can control, like I can decide if I'm going to be courageous or if I'm going to be, or I, there, How what you I react to it is the art inside of me. I can mm-hmm. draw a picture. I can do this. Like I can create something that I do have control over. And I think the act of manipulating a puppet is actually controlling something. But I mean, you know, that's a 
a different story, but it's really amazing. Yeah. And I think um, what's created in, in what Leslie is doing and what we're doing, we're, we're doing the same kind of work. We're trying to create empathy. Mm-hmm. Kids understand each other and then understand themselves, you mm-hmm. know, trying to create better human beings mm-hmm. so that as they grow up, they understand each other as opposed to tearing each other apart. Right. Nurturing their sensitive side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, yeah. after watching one of Leslie's shows, you know, I, my sides hurt from laughing, mm-hmm. but also, <laughs> you know, there are so many moments where I just want to ball like a baby, mm-hmm. you know, and you're sitting in front of a bunch of kids and you're like, I don't know if I want to cry in front of all these kids, but I'm probably going to, you know. <laughs> and they would be crying right with you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They, it touches them. All right. Well, we don't have too much time left, but one thing I like to ask our guests, and I'll ask each of you, and you get like 30 seconds each. Um, oh, God. So why are the arts important for the young children? Leslie, you first. Oh. Because I can see why the expression on my guest's face now. She's thinking, <laughs> go. Why are the arts important for children to introduce them to the arts at an early age? Oh, I just say the arts are how we collaborate with our spirits. You know, that we have this energy inside of us. You know, we're this vehicle for what we're going to do. And that when we listen, it's a way of, I know it sounds corny to say follow your heart. But when you follow your heart, and this is something that we say with Lolly, you can't have um, heart without art. You can't. To Um, collaborate with our spirits. I love that. Art is the way to collaborate with our spirits. My friend, art. Why? Yes, because it's a communication piece, as I was saying earlier. Mm -hmm. To take what's on the inside of your brain and be able to put it on the outside and be able to show people, oh, look, this is what I was thinking this whole time. I know when I was in uh, elementary school, we had a talent show and all of these kids got up on the stage and showed me things I had no idea about themselves. Mm. And it helped me earn even a bigger respect for them as human beings because I could see they were passionate about something. They could see, I could see what was inside of their heart. Their passion lit them up. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And you saw them. You must be very loved. I'm sure. I'm sure your students are just so happy. I I love working with kids. So we have a great time. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I've had a great time today with both of you. And I love that we share a best friend and I've met you and I see you as a kindred spirit. What, dear? Like one of my favorite things to do is come to Florida because that's the home away from home. You know, the the friends I made through Mare Bear and Mary. Sorry, Mare Bear. They but, know my nickname. Um, I like to come there and visit. So anytime I get an excuse to come down, I do. And I'm like, Jamie, I'll come down. So we will let you know when we're please do. working on something together. We've done several videos together, but oh, I'm already do. trying to think and of I a would, way to come down there. I would love for Jamie to meet Jason, too. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you very much, Leslie. I will see you hopefully before long. Listeners, thank you so much for being here. Jamie Donmoyer, what a pleasure to meet you. Oh, it's wonderful to meet you as well. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm sure our paths will cross. Absolutely. Friends, next week, Joshua Vickery will be back. You've been listening to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Have a great day and go experience art.